Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yar! Welcome to the Video Games Now podcast. It's Rodney here bringing you an exclusive podcast on Sea of Thieves. That's all coming up in the next 45 minutes, and I can't do this voice any longer, so everything's coming up right now. All right, so thanks for uh, for joining us today, guys. We're joined uh, by the usuals, uh, the uh, uh, knit and gritty jack of all trades of gaming, Will. How's it going, everyone? And uh, uh, the brick shit house has recovered from his uh, his illness, and he has uh, rejoined us. How's it going, VGN fans? And uh, we have a new member to the team today, so uh, happy to announce uh, his name is Brooks. He's going to be our journalist editorial type. Uh, so he's bringing all all the news all the time. Hello, Brooks. Hello, everyone. All right, guys. Uh, so. We all got a chance to play Sea of Thieves. I was uh, really excited to start playing it. We played uh, Will and I played the alpha, and then he couldn't get on the beta. But I played the beta. Um, Mark, we just got gave him his Xbox today, and we're like, "Here, bud, like play Sea of Thieves." Dude, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, got it today. Set it up. Had a random name, so uh, I am Absurd Jeans Twenty Twenty One. Look for me on Xbox Live. Did you just make that up on the spot? You just like like opened up Google and was like name generator? No, dude. I was um trying to set it all up quickly, you know, like like half asleep still. And then I I didn't see where the part was like pick your online name and it just random randomized one. And so it's absurd genes. Yeah, he literally uh he's I was like, Oh, uh, I need to add you still and um he basically uh passed he's like, Oh no, add this which I'm not gonna say because it's his actual last name. Uh that didn't work out. So I was like, Oh, add me. If you wanna add me on uh, Xbox Live, that is Demon Pain, D E M O N P A I N. Um, but basically he added me and I couldn't stop howling when I had his uh Xbox tag uh, just pop up. Yeah, but uh, you, Mark, you played the game, and now you're you're I guess new to, new to Xbox. So, uh, what what were your thoughts on the game so far? Um, so far so good. Uh, it takes a little takes a little bit to get used to. I guess you have the two, like you have your left trigger where you got your compass and you got um your shovel and all that, and then you have your right trigger for like your quest maps and uh, whatever else you can put in there. At this point, I'm not too sure, but so far so good. The graphics look amazing. 
Yeah, and uh, Brooks, what, what about you? You uh, you haven't had too much hands-on time with the game, but what were your first initial thoughts? Well, um, it was my first time ever playing this game, and I've been waiting this game for a long time since they first announced it uh, a couple years back. And the first thing I want to say is thank God we finally have a solid exclusive for the Xbox One. It's been far too long, and people were starting to lose interest, especially after Scalebound was canceled and then Thra- Crackdown 3 got pushed into next year. It was looking pretty desperate, so I'm, I want to say I'm really happy Microsoft got this game out. First impressions, um, it's good. It looks great. It reminds me of those uh, Borderlands, Killer7 kind of cel-shaded games that I loved growing up. I absolutely love the aesthetic. The water looks amazing. Um, And overall, it's just a fun game to play with your friends. Uh, But, you know, I'll have to see where it goes. I need more time to play it. So, yeah. Alrighty then. Uh, I probably played the most out of probably anybody here, but I'm really enjoying the game. I played it for a uh, a couple hours, more like four hours today with uh with cole who joined us last week for the smash brothers podcast we uh we we had a lot of fun we we went on the two-man sloop and we went around and we got a couple treasure chests a couple skulls all that kind of stuff and uh we were heading back to the to the outpost to cash it in and this galleon came around the corner and we're like oh yeah we're gonna get wrecked now but uh, we, we, the sloop's really great because you can outmaneuver everybody. It's way faster, way more maneuverable. And yeah, we just outmaneuvered them, shot them under the waterline, and they sank. And then we killed all the guys and took all their treasure. It was great. You guys actually took them out in the, in the sloop? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. Like I said, it's just a lot more, um, it's a lot more uh, maneuverable and, and that's, all that. That's was- essentially 4v2, four, four right? Pretty much, yeah. I just wanted to, uh, for people out there who might be wondering, this is not a fully open world game. How it works is it phases in players into your lobby. So if you're expecting a big MMO type experience, that's not what this is. It's sort of, it's a very decent sized map, but it's not fully MMO. So you might run into another ship or you might be going about your day and not see anybody. But don't expect it to be like World of Warcraft where there's ships everywhere and there's hundreds of players in the hub area and that sort of thing. It's not, it's not the experience this game's trying to go for. I feel like it has just the right amount of players per server. It's not like a complete... Like, you're not going out there and there's like 16 ships and you're like, oh, I'm in a little sloop. I'm going to get, like, slaughtered, right? It's just... It's the perfect amount of uh, of uh, people. Yeah, I agree. I don't think... If you had as many players as, like, a normal MMO, it would just take it away because the, the map itself is not as big as people, I guess, are led to believe. It's good enough uh, for a small server... So running into a ship maybe every hour or something like that is way better and more realistic than running into a ship like every five minutes and making you fight for your life and repair your ship and try not to scuttle it to the bottom of the ocean. I'm going to say the map itself actually reminds me of uh, uh, Zelda The Wind Waker, if anyone played that game, where it's like there's no big, huge landmass, but there's little speckled islands around. And I I love that game. I don't know about you guys, but just sailing around the open seas and stuff brings me back. Um, that it's like pretty much the same engine or graphics that you were talking about, right? The cell shaded. I, I really like that too. It looks really nice. And it even reminded me of uh, of the Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, quite a, quite a bit, mind you. I like Black Flag's combat just a little bit more because there's a little bit more to offer in terms of like chase cannons and and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I mean, Sea of Thieves is, does an excellent job with the combat. Uh, n- now, uh, I want to bring up something a, a little bit and kind of get your thoughts here. With Sea of Thieves being more cartoonish and not really level-based, it's um, all just uh, cosmetic. With you bringing up Black Flag, what are your guys' thoughts as well? Do you think their next game, which is coming out this year, Black Sails or Skull I, and Bones, Skull and Bones 
Uh, do you think that's their answer to Sea of Thieves? More realistic, but actually level-based? Um, I think so. Personally, I think yes, because the pirate genre has been kind of one that's been not really prevalent for a long time, and it's been at the back of people's minds. I think Sea of Thieves, especially with a big company like Rare bringing it back in the forefront, I think that's what got Ubisoft's attention. And everyone knows the best part about Black Flag was the, was the naval combat, and then you know, the exploratory elements of it where you could just, you know, come across an island and then hop off the boat, go for a swim and go see what's on the island. That's that's sort of what Sea of Thieves is going for. And it's really open-ended exploration. Like, the whole game is completely open-ended. Like, you literally spawn in in a pub. There's no mini-map. There's no guide or direction. It doesn't really hold your hand. You kind of just have to figure it out on your own. So there's a potential to have a ton of fun, a ton of fun with uh, your friends and that sort of thing. And, yeah. I, I kind of got the feeling they could have done... Like well, and bear bear in mind, I've only played for maybe an hour, but in that hour, I've done most of everything you can do. So I I was kind of I was built up to think, oh, this is gonna be crazy. There's gonna be so much you can do, but it's it's I don't know. I thought I almost think they could have. It's it is super fun, but I almost think they could have done more. Well, I mean, they made it so that you can make your own adventure the way you want it, kind of like they didn't make it su super linear like you would expect most um, games like this to be. For example, like, you you know, Cole and I went out this morning and we're like, oh, let's just go hunt for some gold. And then we came across those guys and got all their treasure. Like, you know, like the, experiences like that change every time you play the game. It's not it's not the, the same every time. And I, I was, I was just going to say that the, uh, the open ended nature of the game kind of lets you play the way you want to play and do what you want. And it really doesn't half-ass it like some open-world games that just give you this massive, huge open world and then just dot the map with collectibles and, and little boring side quests and that sort of thing. I mean, it's literally open to do whatever you want. You don't have to go to an island ever if you don't want to. You just do what you want with your friends. Yeah, I completely agree. I also really like how they don't have level systems. Like, you can't be better than anyone else you're going to find. I think that's what makes the game more fun and easier to jump into. If any of you have played like MMOs and stuff like that, for a game like this, it just wouldn't work. You Could you imagine running into a guy that's been playing maybe 100 hours to your 10? Like, the level system for that just, it would be broken. Well, not only, the, yeah, not only the players, but the ships too. They'd upgrade the ships to the point where they're basically unsinkable. And, and, and you know, then it's a four-person crew and two people jump off that ship, raid your, basically kill you, take your ship, and then, yeah. So it, it just would work, right? I think that's a good segue to, to into talk about microtransactions and sort of what the plan they're they're talking about going with this game. And basically, I have a quote here from the executive producer, Joe Neat. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. Uh, and he says, We thought about it long and hard, what's right for our game experience. And the key thing we think is that it had to be fun and it had to add to the fun. Social nature of the game. So anything in this area will not impact power or progression and you'll always know what you're getting into. So that means no loot crates. And I think he wanted to emphasize no loot crates because in, an, in a game like that, if you could pay money uh, on a loot crate and then get some crazy sails on your ship and some crazy cannons, it would totally break the balance of the game. So they've been very clear saying we're not going to add any microtransactions that are going to unbalance our game because that's how you end up with something like The Division or Destiny where it becomes, or even Battlefront, for example, where it's a total pay-to-win dynamic and that's not what the fans want. Clearly. I'm so happy that you just like ragged on Destiny because we've been ragging on Destiny the whole time. I'm glad we're we have a brother that shares the same same, same page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, um, is there anything inside the game that um, you guys are looking forward to explore since you haven't played it so much? 
Um, I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, we, like I said, we've, I've only gotten to play now maybe an hour and a half today. I'm hoping I can get some more maybe after uh, we record tonight and the rest of the weekend before we're back on a full work uh, week and there's another 90 hour or 90 hour work or not, yeah just not enough time for video games but yeah i really want to find this kraken the trailer just really that that's what stuck out struck out to me that's one of the things that i was going to touch on as well where is the big world events where is the kraken because at the end of the trailer the gameplay uh, demo that they were showing the kraken came and then everything went to crap for them so these open world, uh, they're calling them world events, uh, are really interesting because that was the, I hate to I hate to go back to Destiny so much, guys, but the one thing I did like about Destiny was the big open world world events where other people would phase in and then you'd come together to take down a boss. So if I'm sailing and then I see another galleon fighting the Kraken, I might just not be so inclined to just shoot everybody on sight. I'm actually, I might actually want to team up with these guys and help kill the Kraken together. So, you know, th that kind of thing works really well in MMO-like games like World of Warcraft and Destiny again. So where's the Kraken? That's what I want to know. And it, not even just the Kraken. Like, I heard, I read somewhere that they were actually going to keep implementing world events like this into the game, which is really good. And it's going to keep pe people engaged. And it's going to give people like Mark, somebody, <laughs> who more to the game that they actually want other than what they've played already. Uh, <clears throat> that's good news there. So how big is this actual map? Because I've only... I mean, when I first looked at it, there was a big island and there was a few specs around. Not, like, how... how Yeah. What's the I, I, I'm not... It's... It would probably take you 50 minutes maybe to sail the whole, like, from end to end or more. I had 20, 20, 25, something like that. So it's a, bi it's a bigger map. Um, I'm not sure if every server has a randomly, like, randomly generated where all the islands go or, or, or something like that. What do you think, Will? I, I think it is uh, randomly generated because I remember on the alpha, the island placement changed. I, I've only gotten to play once today, and for what we did, nothing really changed. I'll see where the island placement is when I sign in later, but... I think making it randomly generated makes it easier. No one's not always going to know where the islands are, so you actually do have to use the navigation system. Right, yeah. It's, it's kind of similar to the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series where they have uh, <clears throat> randomly generated floors every, every for every floor you go on to. It was, it was pretty fun, though, when we... Uh... When we all teamed up and we were on the ship, man, there's there's a lot to the the sailing too, just with the wind and having to like raise and half the sail as you're uh, as you're going around, and then, like that must play a huge part into combat too. Oh, and this just in actually, it's not randomly generated. We just looked it up. It's not yeah, randomly so it's generated. Not procedurally generated in the way that Minecraft is. So it will be everything will be fleshed out and detailed. But I just found out here on uh, Gaming Bolt that they're saying that uh, they want to increase player count. So what they're going to do is they're going to tack on the map and expand expand the map size and add islands and add outposts and bases and that sort of thing to flush it out more. But the the one thing is that even though those procedurally, procedurally generated maps can be fun, they can be really empty too. Because that's what I kind of, I mean, like I said, again, only played for about an hour. Um, went to a few different outposts, a few different islands. Um, I found one of the bigger islands we were on was quite small. And we, like, just ran, grabbed a few treasures, hopped back on our boat. And I'm like, ah, just, I wanted more. Because it, it is an awesome game, but I'm just, I'm glad they're going to do more. Yeah, um, personally, I think they could add a lot to the game. Uh as uh, Brooks was saying here, if they're going to add to the game so they can make more more player player count increase, I'm really wondering what type of DLC could they include in this game? 
we've talked about like world events like could you imagine maybe fighting like a ghost uh, pirate ship or something later on as like a boss fight so it's basically like copy paste the wind waker because you fought a you fought a ghost ship in the wind waker uh dlc i think will i'm, I'm trying to think how what, what they're going to do obviously they're going to add more story elements and stuff to the game but um kind of touching again on loot boxes and microtransactions and stuff because uh, you can buy all this stuff in the game with the in-game currency, but they're not asking for real money for it or whatever. You go out and get the chests and, and whatever. You kind of customize the character how you want. But um, it doesn't really increase the damage or anything for any of the weapons or make make anything better. It's just this exact same as the stock item that you get at the beginning of the game. Go ahead. I do believe there is a few slight changes because as you have, I guess, the flintlock, which is medium, normal. It's your every everyday weapon. Then you have your blunderbuss. Blunderbuss is way better for close range. And then I guess you have your rifle or sniper or whatever. That is your long range weapon. Now, I guess it's more of how you play the game than having uh, different damage output. And I just want to go back to uh, the upgrades themselves. I looked at some of those uh, upgrades for the ship, like changing your sails to black or red or that sort of thing. It is extremely expensive with the in-game currency to buy anything. So if you want to get some cool ship upgrades, expect a hell of a grind. Yeah, and you know it. It it's fine keeping everything with the same damage output because then when you fight people in the PvP world, it's it, it's extremely balanced and, and it's only relying on your skills as a as a game player to take them down. But when it comes to the PVE portion of the game, it's a little bit more challenging because Cole and I went and did one of the skull like the skull cloud bases or whatever. And it, it, we found it extremely difficult with just two of us. We were we were dying basically to three skeletons. We're taking out three skeletons, and they would just instantly kill us. And it, it, we were getting really really frustrated with it. So I, I think um, they should maybe add something in to help um, spread that like spread the damage out eat more evenly with the uh, PVE portion of the of the of the um, of the Sea of Thieves. And the thing about that is that the developers. It's clear that the that the, the skeleton forts are designed for four players, and that leads me to another thing that I'm kind of old school in the sense that I like single player games. I like story mode. Sea of Thieves has no offline mode. It has no single player story, anything like that. You have to play online all the time. So for people like me who grew up playing long winded games, long single player structure, um, stuff like Final Fantasy and those kind of games, not having that feels like it's really lacking something. And that's where. I totally agree with that point. That's what I was uh, trying to get at, too, is, I mean, it's great. It's a great online game, but um, it just leaves you wanting more. And like you were saying, um, if it's going to be an all-online game, you got to sprinkle in a lot of stuff, and especially if it's like a sandbox map. You got you to have more more content, more things to do. And one of the other cons, I'm, it, it, it does seem very repetitive. Like, the general gameplay loop in that game is to you get on the ship, you go, you find some treasure, you bring the treasure back, and you turn it in. And then you go do the same thing, but instead of a treasure chest, it's a chicken coop. Or it's go here and kill this skeleton. There doesn't seem to be enough variety for a game with a $70 price tag. We live in Canada, games are more expensive here. But uh, yeah, a game like, I mean, this game should more appropriately be around $30, $40. I don't want to not give the developers credit where credit's due. But it's a big open world, and it doesn't feel like there's enough going on to really justify the AAA price tag. So that's another, it's it's very repetitive. Yeah, I completely agree. With a $79 price tag, you can't really ask for what they're they're giving you. It's just not enough. I The only way Microsoft's going to succeed right now with Sea of Thieves is by Game Pass. You pay your $14 a month 
and you have access to Sea of Thieves as long as you keep uh, playing. But I don't think most people are going to go out uh, and pick up an $80 game. Or if they are, this is a game that is going to be traded in very sh uh, shortly. Um, that's what I was uh, I mentioned off the air is um, this kind of feels like a flavor of the month so far. I mean, great game, but for how long is it going to last? I mean, they definitely do have to put out some content within the first few months to, you know, keep the keep the gamers interested. Well, I, I um, I'm going to kind of come to its defense here uh, for a little bit. I mean, if you look at a game like Fortnite, that felt like a flavor of the month game when it first came out and it's it's kind of repetitive too you jump in it's the same thing every every game but it's not at the same time right you create your own experience and you and you're striving to win the game which i think this game can also do yeah but with fortnite it's you you're completely right but it's different it's a different feel um it's hard to explain it. I can't explain it. But with Fortnite, it's it's different. So you will put up with that repetitiveness because you're addicted to it. Whereas this is like, I don't know. I think the open engine, the open ended nature of Sea of Thieves is both a blessing and a curse. I think because you can you can do whatever you want, and but that's the thing. You have to be very imaginative, and you have to have a four a group of, of three other friends to play with you to have fun. I feel like if you play this game on your own, it would get very lonely very quickly, doing everything yourself, this big open world. You know, it's kind of like designed to have fun and joke around with your friends. It kind of fits the zany, silly personality that the game's trying to trying to portray. All right, guys. So uh, do you have any uh, any interesting stories that has happened throughout the, the world of Sea of Thieves uh, in your playthroughs? Uh, I know you guys have time has been quite short, but, uh, Will, I'm sure you're going to sh share an alpha story. Yeah, I could. I kind of want to bring up something from the alpha and uh, maybe you can uh, shed some light on it. Uh, we talked about this previously, but Rodney and I got stuck in a, 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 a I don't know, a capsized uh, boat. A uh, shipwreck. Yeah, shipwreck. And we were in the shipwreck for like 15 minutes. We couldn't jump out. Now, have you attempted to see if this is fixed? Um, no, because I <laughs> learned from my mistakes and I don't just willingly jump into the front of a shipwreck anymore, but... Um, there's a couple things that I've noticed dr dramatically change between the the alpha and the beta and and the final game, and that was first of all the movement speed of your actual character. Like I felt you were just hauling ass in the beta, like just you know. But yeah, in the in the, fi in the final game, you you don't you move at a, a regular person pace, I guess if that, if that makes any sense. And uh, the other the other bit is the combat was definitely tightened up because in the alpha and the beta it was really really loose. I mean the sword even now in the final game is still kind of loosey goosey uh but the the gunplay has definitely been tightened up um what do you think about that yeah i definitely agree i remember slashing at skeletons and literally them just like hitting me for like all the damage and my sword i guess like bouncing through them or just like bouncing off no you can't hurt me don't even think about it yeah i mean yeah it's, they still hurt, like kill you in one shot one little weird thing I noticed is that I shot a skeleton in the face of the blunderbuss and it died instantly, but uh, Cobra took three shots, so I'm not sure what the deal with that was. <laughs> and let's talk about that character selection, too. I, I liked them. I thought I was, like, going through, scrolling through which pirate you could be, and I picked, like, the fattest one with, like, this, this like, gray, uh, gray mustache. And I, I mean, I thought the characters and the graphics looked look great. The, the best part is, like, there's nobody in the world that looks like those characters. So, like, just normally, most of the time when people play, like, MMOs or something, they'll make their character look like them. 
but you can't really do that in this game because they all look completely disproportionate and all that. I do like how the, I guess, the randomized for the character selection works. I don't know if you guys noticed, but the first set that you get, if you press the right trigger, you can get more characters to choose from. Mark didn't know that. He picked the first guy, and I was like, oh, there's more. And he's like, oh, how do I go back? I was like, oh, you can't. Yeah, I didn't know that either, actually. I was going to say, I think that kind of reflects, I don't I don't want to go back to this, the series topics, but it does reflect a little bit of style over substance. And that seems to be, I guess, the general feeling I get from this game is it's 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 really great to look at. It's really fun when you have three other friends that you guys know well and you can communicate. And it seems to really shine when you're sh when you're just flying uh, when you're sailing the ship around, goofing around, trying to avoid rocks. You know, there's a pirate of rock over there, a starboard side. Like that's when the game really shines. But when you get on the island, and you start working and you find out the general gameplay loop. It seems to, I don't know, it just feels a little boring. Has there been any like? DLC or has there been an announcement or anything they're going to add yet? Or? Well, I've, I've read, I, and it was in our top 10 video as well, and they they said that after three months they're basically going to do this big update uh, based upon like f player feedback, they're going to add things in, they're going to add in some story stuff, and it, like they're basically saying, hey, buy our AAA game, wink wink, and then we'll, we'll put some AAA stuff in there later. Okay, okay. So there's hope for this game then because they're going to take that long list of cons and they'll fix it. I mean, they even talked about um, because of the open-ended nature of the game, they can easily just tack on extra islands and expand the map and try and drive up the player count and stuff like that. So I don't think the game as it is right now is what it's going to be like in a year from now. But, uh, I mean, they could add a lot to it. Like uh, like we said, more world events, maybe a giant whirlpool that sucks in all the ships in the area and makes them fight over it. Um, maybe an island conquest where one team has to capture and hold the island. Like, stuff like that. I expected a little bit more of that instead of just go and gather. But, I mean, they're promising that they're going to continue to add content and stuff like that. And especially from a legendary developer like Rare, I think we can give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. So that begs the next question was, do you feel like it was a little rushed out? Just to get Rare back out there and, like, I mean, they haven't... When was the last game they released? Well, let me think. Rare hasn't really released anything in a while. They do have, they did do like the Connect Sports series and stuff like that, but rare yeah, I was going to bring up is that I think the most recent thing they did was the Rare Replay, which I think did get them a little bit back on the top because that was a huge seller for them. It, you know, it's the retro style. You had banjo, you had um oh man. DK? Why am I going DK? No, not DK. Perfect. DK64. Oh. Oh yeah, D yeah, perfect, perfect dark. Star you had conquers. Yeah, just turn all the mics up. <laughs> that's that's when that's when rare was good. But um, I don't know. To me, it felt like they just rushed it out. And they're like, hey, here's this, and let us know what you like, and we'll put it in the game after. I think Microsoft. I think Microsoft may have kept them on a short leash on this one as well, because for a long time there, in between their the heydays of rare and now, they were just shoehorned into making connect sports games and motion control games, which is really not much room to work with. So. Games like that don't count, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. Um, we've talked about this in a previous podcast, but I thoroughly believe the only reason Microsoft bought Rare was to take them out of competition for working for Nintendo. Yeah, because they, they were they were making top shelf games for Nintendo. That easy. was AAA. That was that yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean AAA price back then was like thirty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, but you know. Not anymore. No. <laughs> you want a good game now, you gotta fork it out. But like if I fork it out, I expect a finished game. Not yeah. Destiny where they're like, Oh, I'm gonna add some more. Yeah. 
all of this MMO. They called I call them MMO light games because they take like the the repetitive grinding gameplay mechanics of an MMO, but without the huge player count and that sort of thing. And I think like after the division and destiny and now with the not so successful destiny 2 i think people are starting to get tired of this kind of stuff so i like to I, i'm really happy that they're saying no microtransactions but they're gonna have to prove it like they're uh, not known microtransactions rather but no no gameplay changing microtransactions i also want to touch up on something we've all played the game now is this a game that you'd feel comfortable constantly playing with just random players or is this a game you want to more have fun with your friends no, this, this, I, I mean, you might get lucky and get a good group, but I mean, to me, I think that it's the type of game you want to, like, I, like you were talking about, Brooks, was um, you need your friends there. You need the feel, like, oh, no, we're going to hit that rock, or oh, no, there's a pirate ship over there. I mean, you don't get that same feel when you're with four randoms. Another, another thing is that um, I've always been I, like I come from a Dark Souls kind of GTA online background, so I love griefing people. This seems like a perfect game to grief people. Like you know, get a random in your squad and then throw them in the brig, and then sink your own ship. You know, why not? Like that kind of thing. I think that this game has enormous potential for just sailing around. And oh, there's a the poor fellow in a in, in a single boat ship. Oh, let's ruin his day. You know, and for that kind of stuff, I love that kind of stuff. So in, in that aspect, it's great. But yeah. <laughs> oh, you're you're one of those players. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. No, I um, I sometimes I like taking chances with random players. We in the in the beta. No, was it with? Alpha. Alpha. Was it Freebird? Right. Yeah. 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 We, we yeah we we had three of us with on a galleon and then we had an open spot so threw us with some random dude I can't remember his name but he was just god awful he just drank all our grog and like puked in his thing and threw it all in our faces and we're just like what are you doing dude like we want to just go out and play the game like. Yeah, so um, so yeah, we actually ended up throwing him in the brig a- until he like quit and, lo- and left, and then we got another new guy, and um, he uh, his, his name was Freebird, and he was awesome. Like he was a super good team player, and and yeah, I mean yeah, you take a chance, but you, there are people out there that are team players and not just trolls, right? So yeah, I agree. I Freebird was awesome. I but you're not always gonna find that. That is the problem. If you're a solo player and you don't want to do a two-man ship or play the game just by yourself with a, a single sloop or skip, I don't know, do you really want to always risk just going into like a, a matchmaking and getting paired with three random people? And another point is if you guys have ever played GTA Online and tried to match in a heist with randoms, it's it's insane. So I think this game requires a lot of communication and a lot of coordination and a microphone. You cannot play this game without communicating with your with your with your shipmates. So I, I get the feeling that a lot of ten year old kids are just going to screw around and, and not going to want to do that. So it, it it could very well be hit and miss. Yeah, I was going to touch up that on that as well. Like this is a game that you definitely need a headset for. You need communication. And the problem is as well that uh, people are our age is going to find, just like any other game, you're going to run into a lot of younger players that are just going to scream into your mic and be unruly and uh in like ruin your day. That's the thing too is uh <clears throat> what type like what age group are, is going to be the most people playing this game or right? is it going to be like you know 10 to 16 or is it going to be 25 to 30? <laughs> On Fortnite yeah. I got paired Oh sorry go ahead Brooks. Just say it's rated T for teen so that gives you an idea of who's going to be playing. <laughs> yeah but 10-year-olds play rated M. Oh, there, sure, you go. So. there you go. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, this is a, a thing from Fortnite, and yeah, I got I went in on a squad match solo, and I got paired with two like ten year olds, and I'm like almost thirty, and so the first thing that they said, they're like, "You, 
you sound 30 i'm like that's because i am and yeah anyways they, basically they were chirping me the whole match because i was 30 and then um they said a very derogative thing and then uh, they said I'm I'm the uh, oh I must be this because I'm 30 and I'm like well you have something to look forward to then anyways yeah you just just put them in their place but yeah no I mean they they were good players they were just chirping me hard. Um, I totally agree. Like y- you will find some younger good players, but th- you could run into the ones that like you. They're still good, but they're just like having fun at your expense. But another problem, like uh, Brooks just mentioned, is the game is rated teen, but. No one even cares. Like parents will go out and buy their ten-year-old a mature game, if they like ESRB. The rating just doesn't matter anymore, and that is the problem. I think that we deal with uh, as a generation. Yeah, I mean, uh, and even even the ESRB putting their two cents in about the loot boxes that we talked about a while ago. It just, it, it yeah, they're not really helping anymore. They need it's it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, so you know they got to. If if they want, not that it matters. Like if if the parents want to buy the, their ten year old kid Sea of Thieves or, or Grand Theft Auto, then sure. I mean that's 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 the parents' choice, I guess, right? So one thing I'm starting to realize is that time with Sea of Thieves, time is going to tell how this game is going to perform because they have set it up for the long haul by saying, oh, there's going to be no game unbalancing microtransactions. You know, we're going to be just cosmetic. So that's setting it up that people can play a long time and never become so overpowered that they can just wreck anybody's face off. So then it, it could be a game that people play for years down the road, or it could, like like you guys said earlier, just could be, be a flavor of the month kind of thing. I guess only time will tell. Going back, how did you actually find the combat? Uh, like when you're actually swinging a sword and shooting your gun, I kind of found it, um, I don't know, like a little laggy, a little like off-putting. It felt very, for, to me personally, I didn't get to use all the weapons, but it felt pretty clunky in the gameplay mechanics, like just straight side strafing and swinging your sword left to right, clunk, 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 and then your target's dead. Like, I feel like it was like Skyrim level, and Skyrim's an eight-year-old game now. Yeah, the sword's garbage, I'll just say that right now. The sword was absolute garbage, I hate it. Um, you, only, you can only swing like twice in five seconds, and then there's like eight like skeletons just wrecking you, and you're like, great. Um, I like the blunderbuss and the... And the um, the sniper rifle combo but the issue with that is is like i consistently run out of ammunition and then you have to run back to your ship so i basically am the ship guy guarding all the stuff but then i just snipe and blunderbuss and cannon and all that but then i have the, the ammo box reserve so i can keep uh adding to my reserve in- uh, ammunition inventory uh another thing i'm wondering do you think the game plays better as a first person or would this have been better as a third um i th- i think it it's better as a first person especially in the helm position because then you really have to rely on your on your crew to to really look out for you because if it was just like Assassin's Creed was third person you could look all the way around your ship and see how far away you were from rocks and all that kind of ship stuff but now it's it's forcing you to to into this team environment where you have to communicate with each other and look out for each other um I kind of wished um you had the option to go from first person to third person but I do agree with what you say is when you're driving the ship you sh- it should be first person cuz you can't see past that flag which is you're right you, you really need to rely on your crew at that point I mean in terms of immersion I think keeping it first person perspective makes sense there there have they have some person on the helm they have some person doing the the doing the sails they have some person doing the cran- uh, the anchor so I think I mean if they're going for immersion First person is really the only way to go in terms of that. 
Alright guys, um, so Sea of Thieves came out on Tuesday, but we all didn't really get to play until today because we all work full-time jobs like probably everybody else. But um, how much time do you guys see yourselves investing in this game uh, uh, moving forward? Well, right now I am a little hooked. i definitely going to play a bit more tonight, uh, hopefully tomorrow. Moving forward to this week, probably not. Work is going to be the only thing on my mind, but... You know, next weekend, who knows? It all depends what I feel like playing and uh, if I can find friends that want to play with me. Oh, definitely. I'll dedicate uh, a few more hours to it, like, um, during the week and on the weekend. Um, it's not something I'm just going to totally give up on, but, um, yeah, for now, I'd like to see them add more, and if they do, then they'll probably keep my attention. I mean, for me, as it stands right now, there's really not enough to keep me hooked. I, like, I need friends to play this game with. So if my buddies are going to keep playing it and I have fun people to play with, I'm going to play it. But as soon as my buddies start trickling off, I can't see myself playing this on my own or, yeah. Are you not considering us friends or, like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> um, you got to take me to dinner first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, what... Uh, what DLC, I guess we are. We've talked about DLC a couple times, but is there one specific thing that Rare could put in that would like literally hook you for the next oh month or so? Like the Kraken's a good um, example. I haven't met the Kraken yet in the game, but uh, we're you know it, it, it sounds like a lot of fun anyway. I'd actually really like them to uh, implement some part of or maybe full on, but episodic story. I don't think they can add a full story mode right now. It's too late in the game. But there's no saying that they couldn't add maybe episodic. Also, one thing I'm interested in is why don't we see any ships bigger than four players? I mean, they could have, theoretically, uh, a, a ship that could have, like, eight, you know, 12, uh, even up to 40, because some of the mana wars are massive. So if you wanted to have a large-scale, huge battle between huge teams, maybe even a fleet or that sort of thing, that's something that I would like to see. That's a that's a real interesting point, especially like a twenty man ship when everyone's got their specific role and you're all trying to. I mean, maybe the communication might get a little drowned out with twenty people trying to talk over each other. So I don't know how you work that out. But well, well, the captain talks basically, like whoever whoever they designate as the captain, be like, hey, here's what's going on, and then you just do it. Yeah, I want I would love to see that, and like that's the endless. And that's what's kind of intriguing about Sea of Thieves, because these we're talking about them all right now. These possibilities are endless. Let's just get them in the game already. Um, one thing I do want to see kind of in the, in the first three-month update is um, introducing fleets. Like, obviously, uh, there's a four-person galleon, but what if you have, like, six friends or, or, or eight friends? Why can't you guys just join the server at the same time on two separate ships and then sail and do the same... Uh, quests and or or maybe not do quests at all just go and find like the one lone galleon and then t like take him out with two ships like that'd be so badass yeah go go and raiding yeah i totally agree that yeah, again that would be awesome i uh another thing i'd like to see them implement is uh quest rewards yes we get gold we get level xp and stuff like that but can you imagine maybe tracking down like a, a big ship or something and you get a cosmetic item that changes the look of your ship, like, you know, you know, it. I think it'll just add more depth. I think there's a general. I think it speaks to the general lack of meaningful progression in this game. I mean, you basically just get 
numbers that scale up with a little XP bar and that's it. There's no real meaningful, like, I know they, they, they want to keep it balanced, but like, can I at least find something that that's, makes me feel like I accomplished something instead of just like, you know, here's some gold to buy on cosmetics. Yeah, like we were talking about the progression bar. I know when you get all of them, all three, um, the merchant, the bounty hunter, and then the treasure hunter, all to 15, you become a legendary pirate. Well, what does that give you? Like, I'd like to see if you got a leg- if you became a legendary pirate, your ship got like an upgrade. Cosmetic wise, that would be way better. Or, or if that, if it that that then unlocked story events like okay now you can go here because you're a legendary pilot and you can handle yourself kind of thing you know right yeah that would be cool and just um, adding to Will's point is the ship upgrades those ships look crap when you first like crap when you first start they look meh meh the water looks phenomenal but the ships look kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, is is every I'm playing on the regular Xbox and I know Mark is too. Uh, Brooks, what are you playing it on? I have an Xbox One S. So, and I know uh, Will has a Xbox One X because he needs all the latest and, and greatest nitty and gritty stuff. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have to see how it looks again to compare it to like the normal edition. I know when I uh, handed Mark my old Xbox today. I forgot I've been playing that on Sea of Thieves, so I had a 20 gigabyte update I had to do on my X today before I got a chance to play it. But if we were talking about uh, graphic-wise, I bet you anything, the the sky, the the lights, the, the sea, just look a lot better, more crisp on the X. All right, guys, uh, we should wrap this up here. So, uh, Will, you got any last comment to say about Sea of Thieves? Right now, the game... As we talked about before, for $80, it's not a game I would purchase, or at least it's not a game I would hold on to. I'd definitely trade it in. Talking about it being available with Game Pass, now that's a different story. I'm, It's a game I'll keep playing for that. I mean, yeah, Game Pass, 11 bucks a month. Why not have it for a few months? You can cancel it, try it out again later. Uh, as of right now, maybe you could just wait on Sea of Thieves to see what's on the horizon because as of right now there's not enough to do to keep you interested all right great and uh Brooks I'm sure you got some sort of newsy newsy bits for for this week you want to share us what you know here I just I just wanted the closing thing on this game I think you know this game is great if you want to goof around with friends and it's not trying to be overly ambitious but at the same time I think it needs to be a little bit more ambitious this I expect more from Rare especially with the AAA price tag so I guess we'll see what happens Thanks for listening to the VGN Podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Can't talk today, apparently. To uh, to our Facebook page, our Twitter, Google+, and Instagram. And also definitely check us out on YouTube where we have top 10 videos, discussions, and more. And uh, we would really like to know what you guys think. Leave us some comments and give us a shout out on Facebook. And uh, check out our new website, brand new website, videogamesnow.ca or videogamesnow, as it uh, commonly looks. But uh, thanks a lot again, guys, for checking us out, and uh, we will see you all on the next one. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.